0: Hey gang, Tim here, and man, oh man. So if you're listening to us just very recently, the new expansion was announced. So after I just got my last pack for Into the Maelstrom to complete out in Smith Saga, I figured it was going to be a little bit of a wait. Uh, there was like, you know, there was some, uh, there was, they, they were figuring that they were running out of stuff in R&D due to COVID and stuff like that. Uh, and I didn't anticipate anything other than, say, for maybe a revised core set that was coming into play. Um, which it had all should have had all along because it really worked with Marvel. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, this literally came out on, what, June 3rd? Yeah, and I'm reporting it today on the 4th. So, we have our new expansion And FFG said, forget it! We're gonna throw out the LCG model, so to speak, and we're just gonna put out some boxes. So, there is no monthly packs. They're just gonna put everything all at once in two boxes. First box is the campaign itself, and then the other one is all the player cards. And we are trenching into Antarctica, and this is called Edge of the Earth, So, everything will be playable uh, right off the rip. You don't have to worry about scrounging for packs anymore if uh, you got late to the game. I mean, you buy the full thing, and it's complete. So, and the model suggests, uh, if you were paying it previously before then, the deluxe expansion was $30, and then $15 for the six uh, uh, Mythos packs. So that ends up being about $120. The campaign itself will run at $60, U.S. American. And then the, in, the uh, investigator player cards are $40. Bucks. So really, this is going to save you 20 bucks down the line. So Edge of the Earth. There is a splash ad on Fantasy Flight Games' website... And uh, I'm just going to review some of the spoiled player cards. So if you don't want to listen any further, please turn it off. Don't listen to it. I mean, just know that a new, pa- a new stuff is coming out. That's the warning. I'm telling you. That's it. All right, we're into it. All right, so the player cards. Two of the five have been officially leaked out. One is Lily Chen. She is a martial artist. She has three willpower, two intellect, Three, I'm sorry, four strength and uh, three agility. She's chosen. She's warden. She has seven health, seven sanity. She begins the game with each discipline in your deck in play. Unbroken side, face up. Um, Two for the elder sign. Uh, positive two and after this test ends flip a broken discipline you control into its unbroken side so i'll get to that in a second but lily Chen itself when you're looking at it it's like wow you're looking at the willpower it's three that's just you know it's good but that's not like mystic good because that's what they they live and thrive on so lily chin all right so very next card is well the discipline cards there is from what i understand four disciplines and when they build the deck because i don't know what the other side is when you build the deck you can pick one of the four and it comes into play hopefully maybe they'll be able to earn other ones but i don't think so i think what it does is is it there's probably one for each aspect and i'll get to that in a second so the first one that they spoil is discipline and this is alignment of the spirits and unbroken traded it's permanent and it's only good for lily chen you get plus one willpower and then as an action, you can take a direct damage to heal three horror, or a direct horror to heal three damage. Then you flip the asset over. So it's got like that, uh, oh, uh, from Mark Harrigan's uh, deck. What's 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 her name? Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. It has that somewhat kind of like that that little ability that that is automatically in play, gives it a cool bonus, and you flip it over, and, it, and it's not so cool. So the other side is broken which Lily Chen's deck only, permanent, same thing as before, and as React after the round ends, if you took no damage or horde this round, you can flip it over to the unbroken side. So I'm going to guess. There's only one out of the four was spoiled. I bet you there is a stack ability for one for each skill set, and there's an ability, uh, an action or ability for each of that skill set, and that's pretty much what I can do. So it's kind of cool that... You, you can kinda tailor Lily Chen and on how to how to go about it. If you feel like if you're playing Carcosa and your willpower is a light, then yeah you're gonna want the def, definitely gonna want the discipline side just to get that boost. Um but uh yeah so but I'm kinda thinking kinda thinking that Lily Chen is gonna splash with Guardian and the reason why is the very next well, the next couple cards. But the first one here Is Dragon Pole, and it is a two-handed item, weapon, melee, zero XP's, three three resources to pay for it. And then you can pitch it, you know, for plus one strength. You have an additional arcane slot. And as an action fight, you get plus one strength for this attack for each of your arcane slots that is filled. So... You can get a plus three max if you got three out. And if at least two of your arcade slots are filled, it deals plus one damage. Wow. I mean, the tradeoff is is going to take both hand slots. But you know what, though? If you're like this and a Mystic, probably not worried about this too much. So, wouldn't necessarily have to worry about that. Very next card, and this is why I think she's going to splash Guardian. She has another item, weapon, melee. At her disposal that takes two hands, and it's called Butterfly Swords. This is a three-cost guardian asset. Two XP to put one in your deck. You can pitch it for a strength and an agility. And as an action fight, you get plus one strength for this attack. After this attack, you may exhaust butterfly swords to fight again, adding instead your agility to your skill value for that attack. So if I was using Lily, first attack, she's gonna hit at a five. That's no joke. I mean, that's that's awesome right there. And then you can exhaust it, and then do the agility. So adding to the skill value for that attack. So so she's gonna hit at five plus the other three. So she's going after for eight. That's insane for plus one damage. I mean, I understand it's 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 a one time deal, but boy, oh boy. Butterfly Swords is awesome. Pretty awesome. So I'm going to guess, because I can't see the back, Lily is going to be a 0-5 Mystic with uh, Guardian 0-2. Although I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe Lily Chen could be like a a, a Mystic 0-3. Because she's already hitting for a pop. So it it would not surprise me at all. But that's what what I'm thinking is going to happen. It's definitely going to splash with Guardian. Because... The swords are awesome i mean it's even got a cool dojo background and everything i mean it's pretty sweet all right so oh they did spoil another one so for the the discipline set unbroken uh this is balance of body this gives you plus one agility it's only for her deck only it's an action at one time take up the three different fight or evade actions then flip this discard this asset over this action does not provoke attacks of opportunity so, that is, like, craziness. That's like full Chun-Li, man, from Street Fighter, man, with the crazy kicks. So, one of t- I don't know what the other side is, though. They didn't show the other side. That's insane. That's crazy good. Three more attacks. I bet you if you flip this thing over in the broken side, it's probably going to be a little bit debilitating. But, yeah, that's pretty cool, too. Man, Lily Chen. Off the chain. That looks good. Super good. Alright, another Guardian card has been leaked. And this is a 1 XP cost event. Cost you 1 to play it. Called Sweeping Kick. Spirit, Tactic, Trick. You can pitch this for a plus 1 Strength and a plus 1 Agility. And it's a fight action. And you can add your Agility to your skill value for this attack. It deals plus 1 damage. If you succeed, automatically evade the enemy. So she will be hitting at oh seven yeah seven that's what it looks like and the opportunity to do a plus one damage and evade oh man this is so good so good so good oh they did they did spoil the other side why is this different in order on their website that's crazy okay so discipline balance of body so two out of the four were spoiled so Lily Chen deck only permanent uh after the round ends if no enemies were at the same location as you at any point this round, flip this asset over to the unbroken safe. Zay- so that's not too bad. I mean, you just got to get away from enemies. I mean, it's not bad. Um I, I don't I don't see any problem with it. And her weakness has been uh, shown. So she has the burden of destiny. It's her own unique weakness. It's flaw-traded. Revelation. You must either choose one, flip a discipline you control to its broken side; it cannot be flipped back this round, or take one damage, one whore and yeah, just taking for face value because I don't know whether the rest of the cards are. Um, it's it, it's not debilitating at all. I mean, it slows her down a little bit depending on what the discipline that you have, but uh, it's not the end all be all. So I mean, and in the grab it early on you just might want to just take the damage in a horror so it's not a bad one i mean it really isn't so but i don't know what the other two uh you know unbroken cards are all right new investigator norman withers now we've had him in the uh, novellas so he came out i think it was like the second book i would like to say was the second book i think it was ire of the void i think Maybe. I'm just guessing. Because I don't have my books here handy with me. But anyway, she's a, he's an astronomer. And man, he, he's he got that creeped out, like, what the hell are you doing coming in here while I'm trying to study kind of look. He looks like he's either dumbfounded or petrified. Looks like a gnome without a hat. <laughs> okay. Um, Four willpower. Five intellect. Two strength. One agility. Well... Definitely a support guy for sure. Solo's going to be kind of rough. He's got 6 health. 8. Uh, sanity. He's Miskatonic traded. Play with the top card of your deck revealed. Once per round, you may play the top card of your deck as in your hand at minus 1 resource cost. Okay. Just give it in a roundabout way. Kind of gives you uh, you know, an additional card in your hand, and that one card is one less. All right. And after a weakness is revealed... While on top of your deck, draw it. All right, so it forces the weaknesses to pop in your hand. And as another sign effect, plus X, you may swap the top card of your deck with the card in your hand, and X is the resource cost of the top card of your deck. Um, he's not splashy. I mean, he's kind of got that little bit of a vibe of uh, you know, Joe Diamond, um, with uh, with this hunch deck when you get to flip it over and it's minus two at the resource cost. He's got that same kind of niche going on, except he doesn't have that hunch deck. So you just play him as you got him. All right. So with him, his... He has a unique item called... Ooh, I'm going to butcher this one. Levera Dibion. It's a Hyborian Grimoire. It's a two-cost asset. It's item, relic, tome traded. It's only for Norman and Norman alone. He can throw this out for plus two willpower and wild. Uh, Zappy Boy... Uh... Exhaust the book to swap the top card of your deck with the card in your hand. Or you can exhaust the book to commit the top card of your deck to an eligible skill test performed by an investigator at your location. Hmm. So, you've got this book like, screams like a little bit of Amanda and a little bit of a... Uh, well, it's pretty much Amanda. I was going to say Diana Sand, but she's not really canceling anything. This feels like it should be an Amanda book. But it's not. Yeah, and it takes one hand slot. And it's unique traded. Which makes sense, because it's only for Norman and Norman alone. So, huh. Uh, He's not wowing me at the moment, but okay. Next card, Written in the Stars. It's a one-cost event, zero XP. You can throw it out for a wild pip. It's insight traded, so I'm already thinking Joe. Fast. Play during your turn. Discard the top card of your deck. If that card is a weakness, shuffle it back in your deck. Otherwise, for the remainder of your turn, while that card is in your discard pile, commit it to each eligible test you perform. Now, this feels like an Amanda card. I mean, I mean, with her ability and stuff like that. I know she has the Force Response now with Amanda. Um, but, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, if you if you're loaded up with skills, yeah, you can punch something out for sure. Especially if it was, like, wild traded. So... If this thing was like Splash and Survivor, there's a ton of wild traded pips and stuff like that that can play off of this very easily. Cost is not bad either. So, I like it. I like it, and I like it because it's fast, too. So, play it at the very beginning. Next card, uh, I, well Norman, I think, is going to splash over to Mystic. So the next one is another item, and it's tome-related. This is a three-cost asset for three XP, so it's called Astronomical Atlas. You can throw it out for a Willpower and plus two Intellect. It takes a hand Uh Zappy Boy, exhaust the Atlas to look at the top card of your deck. If it is not a weakness, attach it face-down to it. Max five. All right, so you can add cards to this Atlas, but what does it do? As uh, an action, commit card attached to Astronomical Atlas to an age- eligible skill test. If that skill test succeeds, add that card to your hand, instead of discarding it. Ah, oh, so it's a roundabout way of just getting, um, like a multiple use out of it. So you can use the the skill base on that card, be it you know skill asset or event traded, and then you can pop it in your hand if it was successful. Huh. It is a very toolboxy card. I dig it. I like that one. That's pretty good. Oh, no, it's his weakness. The Harbinger. Omen, End Times, Revelation. <laughs> place this card on the top of your deck. Well, no, it might not be his weakness because it doesn't say for him and him alone. So this could be just a just a general weakness. I'm willing to bet this is his weakness, though. Well, no, because it doesn't say basic. No, nope, this has got to be his. So place this card on the top of your deck. While the Harbinger is revealed and on top of your deck, Cards in your deck cannot be searched, drawn, or manipulated in any way except by the below ability. Double action, discard it, and then this ability may be activated while the harbinger is on top of your deck, as if it was in your threat area. Oh. Yeah. That that would ruin the whole effect on poor Norman, man. That's what he does. Oof. This one's the worst than Lily's. (laughs) It's cool artwork, though. Got a hand with a couple red dots on the tips of the fingers and thumbs. it's pretty cool. All right. Ooh, I was wondering if we were ever going to get to this, and I did like the multi-class cards. I, I love the the splashiness of it, and we're going to get these again. And the first one is Michael Lay. He is a an experienced hunter. He can go either in Seekers or Guardians. It's a four cost asset. He is ally traded. Now, in order to put one of him in your deck, it will cost you 5 XP's. Good lord. Boy, this guy better wow me. Alright, here we go. Alright, so you can pitch it for a wild, a strength, and an intellect. He's ally and detective traded. He gives you a static bonus, a plus one intellect, and plus one strength. Alright. And as a react, after you successfully investigate, place a resource from the token pool on Michael. As evidence, to a maximum of three evidence. And as react, when you initiate attack, exhaust Michael Lay and spend an evidence. You get deal plus one damage for the attack. So, he's got like a little nice ability of Vicious Blow. But without the bonuses for pitching in the skill set. But, you can stack up. That gives you plus three damage, plus whatever else, tools and tricks that you're using. It's actually not a bad thing for Seekers, too, because they really don't have a lot of options... On, on, on dealing with with enemies and stuff like that unless it's specifically in line with their splash cards or if they're neutral so this is a good way of actually ha- having a way of dealing with it although I don't see Norman actually holding this one because he's not going to attack unless he's doing something weird like I've got a plan or 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 whatnot but he is three health and three sanity um yeah I mean I this is definitely worth the cost for 5 XP's for him. I mean, a little bit pricey. But you know what, though? If you're playing Seeker Class, it's not so bad. Guardians, it is a little bit pricey. But you know what, though? He's got good health soak, good sanity soak. Uh, gives you good stat line bonuses. Uh, this guy can hold in pretty much like a, a Vicious Blow. So, yeah. I really, really like it. It's a good card. Good class card. Blur. This is another multi-class card uh it's a two cost asset for one xp it splashes with mystics and rogues you can throw this out for plus one agility and it's spell traded so it does have an arcane slot uses three charges action if blur has charges remaining evade for this evasion attempt you may use willpower instead of agility if you get pl- uh, and you get plus one skill value if you succeed Spend one charge and you may take an additional action this turn. If you succeed by zero, take a damage. Got it. Don't break even. <laughs> That's what I'm reading. Don't ever break even. So you can flip over from using willpower to agility and then you still get another plus one to it. And if you're successful, get an action out of it. Ah! This is another good card. I mean,. For Mystics, gives you another option of actually getting an additional action. Rogue, there's already ways for them getting additional actions anyways. So, um, just don't, don't get zero. You know, otherwise, that's bad. That's, that's really bad for you. Alrighty. And finally, the last card is Divination. This is a Mystic and Seeker splash card. It's a three-cost asset uh, for one XP. You can throw it out for a plus-one intellect. Spell and augury traded. It does take up a, a, a mystic slot. As an action, well, it has four charges. As an action, investigate. For this investigation, you may choose willpower instead of intellect and you get plus one skill value. If you succeed, spend one or two charges. Instead of discovering a clue at your location, discover one clue at your location for each charge spent. If you succeed by zero, choose and discard a card from your hand. All right, so not not as bad as the other one for Blur, but this one here will let you get... Um, if you succeed, spend one or two charges. So you have to spend. It doesn't say May. So if you do succeed, it's going to be one. So this pretty much will give you an additional clue for whatever else you get, and plus whatever other bonuses you're throwing in, if you're going to throw in, like... Uh, Oh, what's the one? Not Eureka. I think it's Deduction. The one that gives you the uh, bonuses for uh, investigating. So this gives you another one on it. I think this card is going to be really, really good for uh, multiplayer when there's a ton of clues sitting out there. It's just another another trick just to get um, more stuff for you. So, yeah, that's that one's really good, too. Uh, and that is all. I mean, I could look ahead... And look at the other cards. right. there's one more in the front. I'm not going to try to deduce or try to figure out the other four that's on here. But there is a survivor card that was spoiled. Um, It's skill traded. uh, One XP to put in your deck. And it's called Strength in Numbers. You can throw it out for one wild. It's It's synergy traded. Strength in Numbers gains a wild icon for each different class amongst the cards you control. Alright, so usually it's going to be... This could be three... Um, however, with other cards that are still in play and other investigators I have not seen, there could be, there could be, cl- there could be ones that, that this could be, uh, four five or six for it. So I can't say too much on this one because I don't know what the other investigators are But you know, for any other investigator out there, you're, you're, you're looking at max three for the, for the most part. So, uh, unless you're playing, um. Oh, you're playing the actress. What's her name? The generic one. So, yeah, that that's really about it. All right, so what do I think of this whole thing here? All right, I like I like what they're doing here. I mean, granted, some people are going to miss buying a pack a week just to get them side there, but you get everything in one box. Everything. No more hunting for packs and stuff like that. You just get the box. Either you have it or you don't. And I think that's a good thing for new players. And I think it's going to be even better when you get the revised core set because... Uh, you won't have to scramble and buy, you know, play sets like I had to. Um, I think it's a win-win. Uh, I think there's just going to be more latency with, uh, you know, having more news and stuff like that. What are they going to do with the Return 2 boxes? I'm sure they're still going to put them out. I mean, I wouldn't see why not uh and honestly this is just mock-up images that they threw out there i'm sure the smaller box is probably going to be flimsy and cheap just like we had with the other deluxe expansions maybe the edge of the earth will probably be like the same size like uh marvel champions i don't know kind of looks like it um but i honestly think it's a win-win no i actually looked at day 's website and took a couple took a couple looks uh they didn't really say how many scenarios you have for edge of the earth um you would assume eight but after upon closer look at what the description is it says it would be anywhere between four to ten so four probably would mean boy you got your butt handed to me you and you didn't do your job game over uh or um there might be a, a tree branching aspect that's going on where if you do this or you do this then follow this and so on and so forth so i think there's different ways of actually going to be looking at this and on top of that too if you really look close on the back of the box for the campaign expansion um looks like we're going to get some frost tokens those are probably bad because i didn't see anything else like the blessing curse so i'm willing to bet the little snowflake token is going to hurt us and hurt us bad but it's cool this is cool i mean i think it's a big win i think it's going to help new players um getting into the game a lot more faster uh, and we don't have to struggle getting more packs, and I think that was probably the biggest complaint that I've seen, you know, because people are still trying to hunt down Carcosa packs, and I feel for them. I really do, because the, the game is awesome. I mean, granted, you can always work on another campaign and stuff like that, but to be a completionist or have the fear of being left out, uh, it, it it it's maddening. It really was. I mean, considering how COVID was, too, and it's, things were delayed or not coming in at all, and... Things getting stuck in the Suez Canal. I mean, it it was just absolutely nerve wracking. This here, I think, satisfies that. And I think they based that off of the the Marvel Champions model. Now, with Marvel Champions, I don't think they're going to change their their little clam boxes anytime soon. I mean, you'll have your deluxe stuff uh, on that end. Uh, But really, you know, for the clamshell stuff, they're all straight either heroes or scenarios for villains that they're putting out. So it's not like you had to rely on, on, you know, like if I got Pack 1, or I got pack three. I got to make sure I have pack two and one. I mean, you just pick whatever floats your boat. If you like that hero, pick up the hero. If you don't, you don't have to. Or if you need more variety with villains, you can grab those. So I don't see them changing that model. And, you know, from what they spoiled, it doesn't look like that it's going to change anytime soon. Which I'm fine with. Uh, if you're talking like in conservative with the clamshells uh, for, you know, recycling and stuff like that. I mean, eh. 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 I, I've seen posts like that going on. So... Uh, all in all, I like it. I really do. I I I'm really really excited on how this is gonna go. I can't wait to see what's going on June tenth. Let's see. Even though I'm pretty sure it's gonna be that Battlestar Galactica Arkham reskin, uh, game. But um, there's already some picks that came up there for the rumored revised core set with different variant arts. So now I'm gonna like, oh damn it! Now I'm gonna have to buy that too. Even though I already have. All that stuff in there. But it looks like there's different artwork and different tokens. So you get like FAT 3 and 5 resource tokens and stuff like that. So, yeah. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Check it out on the FFG website. It's up there if if you're more of a visual type. But, yeah, a lot of good stuff here. They have not have uh, really... um, delve too much on what the scenario is about other than you're trancing around in a crash plane off of antarctica so not a lot going there but uh i'm excited i'm excited all at once campaign set it's going to have over 300 plus cards uh the investigators packs 250 so all at once ready at your disposal good good stuff so to that i will catch you Guys and gals later.